Express yourself Create the space You know you can win Don't give up the chase Beat the man Take him <laughs> Never give up It's one on one Express yourself It's one on one Express yourself It's one on one Express yourself You can't be wrong When something's good It's never gone Love's got the world in motion And I know what we can do Love's got the world in motion And I can't believe it's true Woo! Kane! Just learning! Over the crowd on the pitch! Oh, here we go. Over to Barnsley. You've got to hold and give, but do it at the right time. You can be slow or fast, but you must get to the line. They'll always hit you and hurt you. Defend and attack. There's only one way to beat them. Get round the back. Catch me if you can, because I'm an England man. And what you're looking at... Is the master plan We ain't no hooligans This, this ain't, ain't a football song Three lions on my chest I know we can't go We're wrong We're singing for England England We're singing a song We're singing for England England Hurry for death She is one on one We're singing for England England Bong, 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 just After that, I don't think I've ever felt better in my entire life. It might be the pinnacle. Welcome everyone to the Foul Rockstar Club podcast. Podcast that talks about music, mental health and fashion and football today. I know we're kind of like middle-aged men talking about football, but yep. I think we're allowed to during the Euros. Well, I think it's captured the imagination of uh, mm. the, the great British public. Even people who don't like football. I know they annoy you. That people are now coming to the pub for Johnny the come lately's. Johnny Come Lately's mm-hmm. who weren't there for the group stages yeah. or the qualifiers yeah. or, the, or the friendlies. Or the friendlies we all sat through. Yeah. On yeah. ITV, listen to. It's a bit snobby, I know, but. But yeah, I know that annoys you, but they're, they're in now. Everybody's in. Yeah. I, I get mildly annoyed by the It's Coming Home stuff and when we watched the last round in the pub. Yeah, you didn't People like trying it. to get that chant going. You didn't like oh, it, did you? Didn't really. We got a good chant, didn't we? We did uh, the England band. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> Everyone's tapping, got that going. Yeah, we did. That was good. That was that was lovely stuff. It's a personal sense of pride when you get a yeah. a chant going. That you you started with your little mouth and a little bit of clapping. Soon the whole pub singing it. If only we could have done that with our music career. <laughs> got a whole pub singing. But, yeah, that would be nice. You know, yeah, still hope. Our friend Ben FM, we went to see Colchester Reading play once in football, and he got a he started an Essex chant, Essex, and he got all the other. When we were like quite young at the time, and he got everyone singing Essex with him. Proud moment. It was a very proud moment. And if you listen to it, Ben FM, I'm sure you remember it still. 
Um, okay, so quick question off the bat. Yeah, yeah. Who's your favourite England player? Oh, right now. Right now. From the current squad? Yeah. Well, relevant. Because Saka. <laughs> he's lovely, he's a lovely guy. Yeah, he's a lovely one. Evans. I think I like Carl Walker. Carl Walker. Carl Walker. Interesting choice. Well, he's, he's like Des Walker, he's so fast. He's That's fast. true. Yeah. All the Walkers. The Walker family are quick. I'm going to go Calvin Phillips. Okay, the technician. The technician. <laughs> <laughs> All good choices. Yeah. Uh, Jez, so, um, there yep. you go, interesting. Um, so, to get the ball running, Jez, mm. could you please let the good people of the United Kingdom and Russia, and interestingly, yeah, we've had a couple of Japans, and we've had some um, Indonesia recently. Have we? Oh, yeah. Okay. Ooh, yeah. Don't do the voice. Don't even think about doing the voice. I wasn't. I wasn't okay. the voice. I was just agreeing. <laughs> okay, America, United States. All. Oh, yeah. Um, can you tell them who we are, where we are, and who so, we are? So, yeah, of course I can. You join us. It's Tuesday, the I believe the 6th of July, although you'll probably listen to this as soon as it comes out on the 7th. It uh, That's Stephen Robert Hurdle over there, opposite me, yep. in a lovely Ralph Lauren polo T-shirt. Uh, I'm Jeremy Peter Dixon. I missed out the BA. I missed out your BA honours. I never do that. Mm-hmm. Maybe they've been rescinded for crimes <laughs> crimes against podcasting. And we're joined by a very special guest, the last member of our band to be on the podcast. And that isn't a sort of hierarchy thing. Wow! Because you're the drummer. It's just save the best till last. Exactly. In many ways, save the, the best till last. And also, it was just that's the way the cookie has crumbled. You weren't available to be on it earlier. The others. Always send me emails. Uh, get me on. Get me on the pod. You're playing the course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we're here. We're here in Best Days Vintage, Forty Old Lane. We're sat in the shop. It's a rainy, rainy old day out the window. So mm. it's been raining. But it's not sun, dampening sunshine our and rain, isn't it? Yeah, really? sunshine Four on seasons. a rainy day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Cheers. Oh yeah. How do you tell if the stage is level? What? How do you tell if the stage is level? Is this a joke? I know. The, drum, I don't, the drummer I don't know. is drawing from both sides of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, uh, okay. how many have you got? Oh, What's he got on the drummer with half a brain? I don't know. Gifted. Hey, <laughs> Chess. Yeah. What did the I don't know what it is. What did the drummer say to the band leader? I don't know. Do you want me to play too fast or too slow? Hey, <laughs> you didn't get a choice in that, did you? Mm. <laughs> Always too fast. So. As you can probably tell by the witticisms that I just come up <laughs> well, with, didn't even write it down. That's subjective. Yeah. Just in my head, jokes. Like a joke machine. Um, this episode is going to be about drumming. Drummers and the art of the drum. Ma. Meaning, sping. <laughs> the drummy man. Yeah. Um, Beware the so, drummy man. Nick, I've got a couple of... We'd like to do this traditionally with our guests as we play a game called This or That. And this is a quick fire way. For everyone who's listened to it the first time, a quick way, fire way of getting to know you. Sure. The man, the legend. So, if I'm going to read out two things, you, I'm sure you know this, the idea. Um, so, it's a complicated format. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Some people are confused until we get going. <laughs> Probably the explanation. Clarity. Um, ride symbol or hi-hat? Ride. Getting faster or getting slower? <laughs> it has to be faster. <laughs> Tea or lager? Uh, lager. Curry or Chinese? Curry. Italy or Spain? Italy. Fast song or slow song? Fast. Alan Shearer or Ian Wright? Shearer. Okay, there you go. Why? Oh, we f- think we all know why. <laughs> I feel like 
righty, as much as we love him, sometimes allows the rest of the uh, of, of the. Um, he gets clouded judgment a little bit sometimes, don't you think? Like he, mm. and I think he sometimes like likes to let you know he knows the players a bit too much. Oh, he's okay, he's a pal. Through Pally. I've got nothing wrong with Mr. Shearer as much as he's as dull as dishwater. Well, that he, that is my fundamental problem. He shouldn't be bro- he shouldn't be a broadcaster if your voice uh, two words Michael Owen. Yeah, he shouldn't <laughs> be a broadcaster either. I was basing it more on the playing than the punditing. Uh, okay. uh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, right. I, didn't, well, I, didn't, I didn't quantify, did I? He didn't. That's no, true. He's interpreted it his own way, as yeah. is his right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no right or wrong answer there. <laughs> but, um, he d- well, but he didn't say I right. Lovely stuff. Okay. So Click that bit for the, make a note of that for the highlights reel. Yeah. Can you remember how we first met? The three of us. So wow. well, let's just say, oh, yeah. Nick, if it wasn't clear earlier, Nick was the drummer in mine and Steve's band. And his band. And his, very much his band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, but I'm talking to people who just know us. Yeah. You know, they haven't met Nick yet. All four of They're them. They're getting to know Nick, yeah. yeah the exactly. collective. Yeah, the collective. So Nick is our the drummer of our life, essentially. He's the heartbeat of our musical careers. There you go. Continue. Why didn't your careers speed up then? <laughs> well, <Yeah>. good question. <laughs> good question. So, Nick, can you remember how we first met? Well, to remind me, university. <laughs> it's yeah. a very long time ago. In, can you actually remember um, literally the first time? I don't know the first time. You guys were the uh, cool, trendy band that everyone mm. loved to hate. Oh. Um, <laughs> we preferred to think of ourselves as the band everyone, everyone hated to love. Ah, oh, sure, sure. <laughs> um, well, from my side, they loved to hate. And <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and I was playing in a, a band that I was still playing in from my and your hometown. Yep. Um, we kind of kept it together for a year. And then, so we were, what, second year of uni or something. And that kind of petered out through long distance being difficult, etc. Um, and a then... Tennis, oldest time. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, drifted apart. Um, and, yeah, ultimately, I do believe that you accosted me in I can't remember which pub but your drummer I think it was the antelope it's, I mean, it's highly likely can you isn't it? it can you remember yeah, yeah. I, I've got vague recollections of us all sort of meeting up having a beer and suddenly I was in the band or I was at least on trial and I've always been on, on trial ever since yeah. <laughs> I remember being the, in the antelope and we were doing uh, Flaming Sambucas Jesus. And it came in. And I think. How we'd... do you remember any of this? Yeah. Oh God, that sounds pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> well, we went for a phase of yeah, that did. was the thing. Yeah. That? Al, that was Alan's, yeah, Alan's, Alan's party trick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think. That's the first it... time you met Nick properly. I think so. And I think that was when we we like just suggested the idea. There was an opportunity, and then, then we moment, met you again like, so in did, a more sober. So did yeah. you meet? Did we meet? As in arranged meeting, or was it a random? No, I no, think we that was in the pub. yeah, that was random, and then we had an arranged meeting after. And we sort of saw each other a few times, and before that, there was definitely an element of I know Jez is from rugby, and he's from a band in rugby, and he knows that I'm from rugby, but we're not <laughs> going to talk to each other because we're in different years and we're still <laughs> yeah, at school. It's weird, not, not university. I, I, the first time I met you was when you were playing with your old band, and you'd just done this battle of the bands thing. And yeah, you won it, right? Well, we beat the band you didn't like. 
Yeah. Or you had <laughs> yeah. a little bit of beef with a bit, a little bit of beef with. <laughs> but I really liked you guys, particularly Peewee. You know, got no, yeah. and, and you were you were in a little mini band going back to the campus thing. Yeah. And yeah, that's the first time I was in the van in the family. Yeah, you came band. with us. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was good, and we went on to like play Warwick Uni, yep. I think, and it didn't go much further than that. But that was that was really cool. Um, so when but you yeah, did... you basically uh, asked me to a rehearsal. Because mm-hmm. at that point we had the the room, mm-hmm. and it went from there. You must. We, did, there. You, did we give you copies of music, or did you just turn up and say? Oh, I think no, you might give me a couple of bits. Something to say, like, but, uh, yeah. So when did do you first start playing the drums? Then can you remember what, how did you get into it? I was annoying everyone around me as always, tap tap tapping away on every single surface <laughs> possible. As a, a, it must have been a young teenager. Um, and actually, uh, my stepbrothers, hello, Donnie and Johnny, um, were already going to drum lessons at the local college, and it was suggested it was probably a good idea that I went along seeing as I tapped so yeah, much. Channel, let's channel yeah, your tapping. <laughs> you doing my head in, so yeah. go and do that. Um, and yeah, so we all used to start going once a week to drum lessons. And I mean, when I say drum lessons, we all sat in a room and had five minutes each on a drum kit and <laughs> played whatever we were shown to play that week. And then uh, how old are you then? I mean, about twelve-ish, okay. I think, because I was probably doing first sort of bands at school were probably fifteen-ish. 15, 16-ish, so probably, yeah, 10, 11, 12 maybe. But we did it for a few years, and I did that for five minutes a week and then took it home and um, created an absolutely gigantic drum kit out of cardboard boxes, which were always battered with massive holes in, so the telephone directories went underneath to you <laughs> nice know, technique. pad them nice out, technique. and then the bass drum was just thumping on the floor. <laughs> And so I can imagine I was an absolute joy for parents. <laughs> and yeah. my brother, whose room when was did you get directly below me. Proper kit. Yeah. Uh, so then I got, we must have, I must have got my first kit. Probably, I don't know, 14-ish. Okay. And then... Can you remember when you, can you, remember when you clicked, like, playing drums? Like, did it, was I feel a moment? like it, I, I took to it quickly. I feel like the, the, the basics seem to come quite, quite quickly. Um, moving all limbs in different times. Yeah, and the actual sort of combination of, of, of everything happening all at once. That seemed to to come along reasonably quickly and it, it felt like this was something that I could definitely do. Um, and that was amazing because, you know, as you all both know, you find something that you think you might actually be good at. You go all in, don't oh, yeah. you? So, you know, mm-hmm. hours and hours of practicing upstairs and mm-hmm. playing along. You'd just have your headphones on and you'd just be playing along to, you know, whichever Bon Jovi record you had at the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, Slippery when wet. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I think that, is that Bon Jovi? <laughs> I'm not sure it is. I'll take a shot. Jedi would know, wouldn't he? Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, basically um, just learning and learning and learning through that, really, and... and Oh, you have lessons at the same time? Yeah, but that was like once a week, kind of. It was very much, this is yeah. how you play the drums, and then I took that off and just yeah. repeat, repeat, repeat. Yeah. Which is why, actually, moving a bit further along, but I don't. I found out in the end and worked out that actually I wasn't a very technical 
drummer. I don't, you know, if someone asked me to go through the, the grades or something mm. like that, I would not know where to start. Mm. Because you're not going on instinct. You're not yeah. a drum. You're not yeah. a drum head. Like, no. you know, like so for example, like Freddie who works with us, he is a bit of a drum head. Mm-hmm. So he will talk about random drummers and how much he likes them and, and paradiddles has and stuff. <laughs> Funny enough, that's my question. What is a paradiddle? <laughs> Yeah, um, oh, that probably wasn't banging. a paradiddle now, so yeah. someone will come on and go, well, that wasn't right. Yeah, yeah. Um, du, but, du, du, du. but that didn't interest me. Like, I wasn't really... It wasn't a, a sort of learn how to do a to do something technical. I wanted, wanted to, to play, I wanted to play, play the music, because yeah. bands played music, and being in a band was more much more important than important. being a, yeah. some kind of drummer. superstar drummer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It used to annoy me, actually, when people would always be like, so, well, who's your favourite drummer? And yeah. you'd be like... Uh, and you'd have a few you know you'd go oh Dave Grohl it's like boring Phil everyone Collins. says Dave Grohl yeah. Yeah. Phil Collins obviously <laughs> yeah. second choice um, but you, yeah because you, you've never striked me as being a drum head no like you know some people are like just massive geeks yeah. like a techno geek or yeah. a drum geek or whatever they might be guitar geek or whatever or... and that might have been to the detriment of the sound sometimes because you know I can't claim to be a, a genius at tuning a drum kit you know, sometimes you'd, we'd be doing sound check and you'd be enjoying that thud, thud, thud that I've heard you talk <laughs> so fondly of. Yeah. Just random, um, randomly, like, banging the for the best. And I'm just tweaking it, going, I'll wait for someone to yes, tell me please. it sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Please, somebody tell me. Just, yeah, come on. <laughs> but also, once we learned that we, once we got to, like, miking kits up and, and being on stage with fully mic'd up drum kit, it was a completely different thing. And you, when you played it unmiked, it sounded rubbish. Hmm. But they wanted it like that, so you just did what you were told. Was there ever a time where you wished you were playing an instrument that played a tune? I always think that about drums. Because you did play a bit of guitar, didn't you? I can, yeah, I mean, I can dabble a little bit, but certainly not a, not a skill. Um, not really. I thoroughly... Yeah. I've, I've, it was always my thing. Mm-hmm. I probably... I, the answer to that question is actually yes, when... <clears throat> packing it away and lugging it yeah. up the yeah. stairs because yeah. you can't just slap mm. it in a bag and get on the tube exactly yeah. drumming comes with baggage but the drummer is <laughs> literal and metaphorical well, you think like with a drummer right in a band and this is generically talking all you people out there um, it's the most it's not really not important it's hard to say where it fits into the kind of like the importance of a band because without a drama going on like driving driving a song forward and creating that solid rock to where you build a kind of the instrumentation of a song on it's always it's well. always the first place you start with when you're recording yep apart from the song well, to, but to, once you're recording process it's like to some people rhythm is more important than melody yeah. you know it's all subjective but it, often in in my experience it wasn't until you got the drums right did a song really come together yeah find, it, find can, its way you can carry a really dodgy drummer because nothing else will fit mm, we yeah. refuse to yeah. <laughs> whereas guitarists you can carry them yeah. no problem <laughs> at all yeah. constantly I've a career I'll be in, yeah. I'll uh, shit one but, <laughs> but yeah because that's one of my questions is like how, do you, how important this is both of you guys and me like how important do you think the drummers are to a band because we sometimes we take the piss but it's I <clears throat> I think everyone's right Bad drumming. It's really you obvious. Know, it's yeah, you really notice it obvious. straight away. It's painful sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or if a drummer's like stands... Mr. Phil, obviously, Chess and I will often go like in the gig, <laughs> gigs in the shop. No, each other. Yeah, it stands out so much. None of us go to gigs and worship people who twiddle incredible no, solos no, no. or, you know, 
Not for me. I'd I appreciate a drum solo, but almost on a sort of slightly tongue in cheek. Yeah, it's yeah. that's really impressive, but it's it's not because I'm absolutely in love with it. Yeah. Um. So, but that's just not what impressed us in music, really, was it? So it was never something that was going to be important. No, the drums should suit the song. In fact, I saw a, a video came up on uh, my Facebook feed or some some kind of it might have been TikTok or whatever, and a guy was talking about Ringo and how. You know, his drums sound really simple, but then he was sort of saying, what if I played it like this? And he did this really complicated stuff over, like, this Beatles song, and it sounded rubbish. Mm. And then he went back to playing the Ringo beat, which was really, really basic, but it just, Mm. like, shows you that... Would you ever feel frustrated, like, kind of being asked as a drummer to kind of, like, rein it in sometimes? Or would you just know what your role is? Like in a team, right? You get the holding midfielder kind of player, which is like not getting applauded. It's like, say, like the, the front man striker type thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Not not always. Some Like sometimes you get really frustrated because you might actually feel you've got something that you mm. quite like playing, but actually it doesn't probably suit the song. But, I mean, you know, everyone's stubborn. Everyone yeah. wants their little yeah, moment. The chance to shine. And, yeah. and sometimes you try and crowbar a bit in that... It's probably not the right bit, but you know that when it comes to playing a gig, that's the bit you're really looking forward to. Yeah. Um, but you yeah. know, for every dodgy bit, there's some. You know, we've always liked the bits, Steve. Like yeah, you know, the little, yeah. the little, yeah, nuances. We've, or we've whatever. bonded over bits, haven't we? Yeah, we've def- definitely uh, shared a moment on stage, going, "This bit's a good bit." Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. While you've been, you know, terrified up the front. Yeah. Um, but like, I mean, to answer your question, I suppose. Yes, there's times where, like, we were in the studio, or when we were we were playing, where I probably should have reined it in a little bit more at times, but then also wasn't being told to. Hmm. So, we've, I mean, you've covered this ground plenty of times. I've often listened to you, a few of these. Often, you have been really pushed, weren't you? Like, I've... well, in the studio, yeah, yeah. Rick tried. You know, he obviously recognised that I had the ability to do some of this stuff, yeah. which was nice, and I loved it and hated it in equal measure. You know, mm-hmm. once you got something right it felt amazing and also someone who is very talented and also you respected was asking you to try and push to that so you were desperate to achieve it (laughs) and it could get frustrating but you just had to keep going and keep going and and get there but I don't think we ever did not get there no with you it it felt like a little bit like a gymnast or something like that right where the trainer is kind of like asking you to do a harder and harder trick and it's like you know or a skateboarder right you're kind of like not nailing it and then suddenly you nail it and it clicks and you had that in your ability but to kind of go through the pain barrier yeah you think you're doing enough and then you're told that needs to be better yeah you're not doing enough yeah yeah I was not entertained <laughs> I remember uh, I think it was a song called Light Years From Home oh that's the that was the moment wasn't yeah it? when he was trying to make this... me play like an octopus yeah this <laughs> fucking mental drum yeah, beat yeah. which you got yeah, like, to your credit like you, know, you had to work through some frustration but you got to exactly where he wanted you to be it was really impressive and I said copy I was... and paste that bit yeah. just keep playing. yeah I always remember that mm. yeah I mean there wasn't was you know dig it, dig it, dig it, dig it. like you were sort of swapping sides and kind of that was really was... really challenging but probably the only, the only other challenging element was maybe something that you were really you know you got it locked in and he was probably only asking for a very small tweak. But, and actually, that was really hard to do because yeah, your muscles your, your muscle train. Yeah. But I reckon, of of all of us, I could probably be ready to play another gig Quicker the quickest because yeah. 
I can make a mistake and do it again and no one would really know. Mm. You play the wrong chord, everyone goes, ah, you yeah. know. But They did. Yeah. <laughs> well, before <laughs> behind him. <laughs> um, but ultimately, you, um, you've you got it in your brain and your muscles. Yeah. And it, yes, the it's like riding a bike moment. It does come back pretty quickly. Physically, I'd be completely broken and wouldn't actually be able to complete a song. Mm. That's different. Mm. Annoyingly, listener, that song that we were just referencing, we probably played it about twice. Yeah. <laughs> never, <laughs> never, never, never left the studio. Never amounted to anything. Not really sure I right. even took it home and went, yeah. look, Mum, <laughs> mm. look, look what I did. Because, <laughs> again, would it, would it frustrate you then if you were like really proud of something and you play it and they'd go... Well, yeah, that's happened to us plenty, hasn't yeah. it? When the one we think is really good and someone mm. goes, what course. else have you got? <laughs> yeah. Also, as a drummer, I right. it's like, I'm specifically like, you're really chuffed with the drum part but it's like so subtle yeah, no yeah. one else really notices and they're yeah. just like oh it's a good song or there's a bit Brilliant. of well, a gig well a fucking good bit that <laughs> you play a little bit at a gig and you almost look up because yeah. you what? think that's going to have that's going to have gone down well hasn't it yeah. is anyone with me it's like, not a fucking yeah. song there wasn't anyone there anyway but yeah, that's, that's not even all that <laughs> um, yeah the sound man was there yeah do you think What's that um, does it annoy you then when you get some drummers that are like absolute massive showboaters like that kind of like meant you know the showboater drama was oh, like I know absolutely yeah. knobhead. I think they haven't understood twiddlers. Yeah, they haven't understood their role. The 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 bigger picture, have yeah, they? Yeah. They haven't understood. Well, there's a difference. You can have a bunch of musicians who are all amazing and actually in it for themselves too much, or you have a band, right? Yeah, a team. It's yeah. the same as you know football team. We talked about a, football. Yeah, exactly. It's such a, such a you the football team analogy is such an important part. Without. A, you can you can only have you can't have a team full of Ronaldo's. Yeah, it doesn't work. You need like team players and players that are happy to do the dirty stuff and mm-hmm. do the hard stuff well. You can only have one striker kind of person. Yeah, right? ideally you'd want them. The... You'd want them to be all as good as Ronaldo, but with the ability to step back. With the work ethic of Gary Flickcroft. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go Jan Mulvey. No. <laughs> because yeah, it annoys me, and you see it more with like the kids when you see them play and they do the stuff in the shop or wherever you see the gig and it's like a little bit of competing sometimes and that just comes through inexperience and I think as you get older you kind of learn your place your role within the team well it's yeah. also that it's that part of uh, that journey of being in a band As you know we always talk about how when you start you're doing it just to be noticed or you know specifically by girls in our case but in a lot of cases get noticed unlike by girls yeah. unlike now why oh, did yeah, you stop this <laughs> day's vintage get noticed by girls huh? <laughs> yeah and then you go along the line and then suddenly it's, it becomes about the music and you, then you sort of realise you're you know it's, the song is the song yeah. is king and at what point that's like the earlier band realises that I think the the better they are, yeah. The better they kind of get and the yeah. quicker they get good. Totally. I wish we'd realised that earlier sometimes. Yeah, it takes someone to maybe tell you that as well. But you you know, it's like anything, you, 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 get, you, you have to learn it, you have to understand what that means because mm. someone could tell you that over into the blue and the teeth but you have to kind of take that on board as a band. Yeah. And sometimes I think with fans of our early stuff, fans of Kate, when we first were younger, is a little bit too much of in if you're selfish. Yes. Yeah, everyone trying to be noticed, yeah. Yeah. And not enough of understanding team, kind of like the team, team the team mentality of mm. being in a band the trouble is it's a very very fine youth. line yeah because you've also got to be stubborn enough and single minded enough to believe in your own music mm. and to do your own thing and to be yourself and mm. not do everything you've ever been told that someone would like to hear which mm. we've absolutely fell foul of um 
So there's probably never going to be the perfect combination, is there? Coldplay. Yeah. <laughs> I believe the Blue Tones would argue with that. I, I believe many people would argue with that. Not me. <laughs> yeah, not me. I like it. Mm. <laughs> Lovely old job. So does it? Did it ever frustrate you on gigs, like being at the back, like being at the back of it, or you just get on with it? You just knew where you were as a drummer, and all your years of being drumming. No, that no, no way. I was still the loudest. (laughs) (laughs) I just love the fact that, I mean, for me, the studio was fun. The rehearsal room and the writing of songs was fun. Playing gigs was amazing. It was always gigs Gigs for me, like 100%. And some of that comes from the fact that you're less involved in the songwriting process at the very beginning. And once you've got your part done in a studio, you're kind of (laughs) done, you know. Um, And... I wasn't knocking on the door for backing vocals later on, so I was, you know, I was job done. But Hand gigs, up. it's all about, for a drummer, there is no greater feeling than a mic'd up drum kit. Mm-hmm. And when you get everything sounding coming back to you with that amazing sort of power. Mm. Yeah, um, the booming of it. Yeah, and, and I liked to play that sort of drums, you know. Mm-hmm. I wasn't very delicate at times. <laughs> um, but that's also because there's no greater feeling than the the, the booming thud um, but also knowing I loved the fact that it was on me more than anybody else if I lost that beat you know mm. if I it messed up oh, yeah, that's, that's holding us together it would all have gotten and it would all have fallen apart and everyone would have looked at me so I I took the responsibility I enjoyed the responsibility of the fact that beat wise and who's coming in where I like yeah. to have quite a, an involvement mm-hmm. in that yeah. so the it's not necessarily writing the song no, but it's that's a really good example of, of um, uh, the importance of the drummer because if you were like all over the fucking place then it'd be an absolute freaking nightmare like yeah. you need someone that's you need a, a, someone solid at the back that's just holding it together so that for example the singer can go and do his front man thing or her front man thing person thing yeah. whatever it might be so you have that kind of it's not saying it's the bass guitar like those two together, the rhythm inverted commas, the rhythm sections are so important to a performance, like a live gig. I mean, I was thinking I could, I could get away all the time with playing duff chords and notes and stuff like that, as a bit more. But the bass player, like if you hit a duff duffer on the bass, it was like so obvious. Yep, even more <laughs> obvious. <laughs> See you, Raph. He's not going to listen to this. <laughs> Um, you listen to this one. I know. Oh, maybe he, he will when I message him. So nah. He's been saying you off. He's like you off. <laughs> you <laughs> well, me personally. The Quiler. Twenty minutes in, he's done you in. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, uh, but yeah. It was, but any base, but anything. Else, yeah, oh, yeah. Those two parts, are maybe not as showy as others, but it's just so important to the kind of to allow the performance and the, the kind of music to kind of come through. Different people in the band enjoy different bits as well. Like you know, there were there's many songs I don't know what you've sung. Like I don't know every single lyric, Both the best. Um, yeah. um, but I know the structure or whatever, and I really love the fact that we don't come in until eight times round of that instead of four. And like, I think, <laughs> Steve and would you and count like that? I, would you literally yeah, count yeah, like we'd that? Be, well, you, it wouldn't necessarily be counting because you just feel a four. Yeah. You know, four, you four just, of things are just in you, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> it's like what's around the chords. Something that's not four, then you're in big trouble. For, <laughs> yeah. Um, I always liked to, you know, maybe hold the build a little bit longer mm. and create that sort of tension and before the big, mm. the big go. For me, that was like 
one of the best bits of the gig. One of the best bits also must have been like you know when we'd extend an outro and like you just, just go, go nuts, go nuts and yeah. outro like that, like the look on your face Felt when good. you yeah <laughs> when you're doing that and you've got a license to speed up yeah and like just absolutely unleash. That must it must have been such a thrill. yeah. That's an adrenaline rush. That's yeah. a real buzz. But is it frustrating as a, like as a drummer, kind of like feeling like you're having to kind of hold it back? Like, I, I, what's frustrating? Or... Yeah, I was literally going to say the same thing. Um, clicks were my enemy yeah. because it felt like you took the soul out of playing. Like, and I knew how vital it was, and I knew that ultimately, if you can't play it to the click, I mean. I could always play it to the click in a recording session. There was never an issue there ever. But when you're playing live, when the and you've had a couple in. of beers, yeah. and the adrenaline's kicking in, and you're looking out and you're thinking, this is going really well, then the <laughs> click track clicks in at half the pace you think it should be. Because <laughs> yeah. all the other songs have been twice yeah. the pace. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God. And suddenly you draw it right back in, and you become really conscious yeah. of the other songs, thinking, have I been playing mental quick again Here we, you know they'll be on me at the end of the gig they'll be telling me yes he has yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah the click would be the bit that you would then it would sort of rein you in but it would sort of for me yeah it would take the, take the enjoyment out yeah. of it a bit but I think it's the same for most drummers it's hard depends. to say right? everyone's different how they play more technical drummers yeah. probably thrive on that sort of Being more exactly doing the yeah, job. yeah. I always, thought, I, always thought, I, I always thought we had that sort of blur element to us where they, you know blur sometimes will play a sort of punky number and it'll it will speed up and I I thought that was part of that that kind of spirit. I think it suited us, but Hello. My name is Bernard 2001. You might recognise me from my collaborations with Radiohead and Stephen Hawking. I actually did a lot of his heavy lifting for him. Anyway, I'm here to tell you about Best Days Vintage. If you like sustainable vintage fashion, feel-good prints and positive well-being, then they're the guys for you. Visit them at 40 Elf Lane, Colchester, or online at bestdaysvintage.co.uk. Peace out, mother crushers. Some of our best gigs. <laughs> There'll be times when perhaps, perhaps it didn't. But certainly, some of the yeah. the gigs we've had some of our best feedback when we've had the people that we respect coming up to us telling us that that one was particularly good. Were often the ones where we sped up loads yeah. and went a bit nuts because we just let go and just yeah. went for it, and we were probably less con- conscious of ourselves. Because that's the irony is that even though in rehearsals you knew you were kind of playing to a bit faster on the record when it came to the actual gig itself it would go up another few notches mm-hmm. I always thought like a really good idea for like most drummers would be maybe to have like a digital kind of beeper at the beginning of a song 
just to kind of give you a hard, half a chance to kind of keep in the kind that's of... That's what you did have. Well, I mean, if we went up to... The, like, you'd have we, like a beat thing for a, each song, uh, and you just let it go. Yeah. If we had a drum machine or some uh, loop or yeah. something that was obviously timing specific, yeah. then yeah, you'd the clicks to, were yeah. in the air and we had to make yeah. sure we were bang well, on that's it. That's like a little kind of one that just flash so that you just knew what speed to start a song. But I think if we'd have gone up to the sort of the next yeah. level and we were starting to have in-ear monitors yeah. and all that sort of stuff, it would have... We would have everyone would have had clicks in for everything. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that's how it would have gone. But mm. Didn't need to worry about that, did we? <laughs> no, sadly not. <laughs> Could still be fun, though. <laughs> One day, Jax. Do you find rehearsals hard, like being a drummer in a room like that, like with a noise? I mean... Because it's just a wall of noise in a rehearsal room for most bands. At least I went down the route of actually wearing earplugs, yeah. which... It's seeming like a reasonably good idea now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I was conscious of the fact that you'd obviously make a racket, but you also... But everyone would be cracking yeah, away. but you went to a rehearsal room, you need to get something out of it for yourself as well. You didn't want to just be holding so... You know, I used to hate it when we had to tape all the junk kit <laughs> up and you could, you know, you hit a cymbal and it would just go clang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you put so much tape underneath it to make it not make a noise. Mm. Like, so well, it doesn't sound like a cymbal anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, in terms of rehearsing, I mean, I loved rehearsing. But some of the best times we've ever had is, you know, mm-hmm. a good rehearsal is the best thing in the world when something clicks. Especially or, if you haven't played for ages, right? And like when yeah. we do, when we ever do get back together again, and you have a few rehearsals, yeah, great, kind of cool. But your Monday night at what uh, eight, nine, nine p.m. till yeah. till midnight? She's in just that little shitty Kentish out, town yeah. one. Well, was, the ones where we tough. were jamming. Ugh. Yeah, they always seem to be on a Monday night. But tiredness was the biggest thing. Like if mm. if you if you could tell if everybody was knackered, yeah, then you're not going to get anything good. Your heart wasn't in it, yeah, and you didn't. You just didn't want to be there. But yeah. you had yeah. to put the work in. Yeah, you felt like you had to. Didn't oh, yeah, you? absolutely. Yeah. Well, you didn't want to let any of the others down. Yeah. And even though oh, fuck the that now, I couldn't do that now. I go to bed about half past nine. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, we used to start at nine. I know, yeah. Finish at midnight. Yeah, that's that's yeah, mental, the, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, yeah, when we were touring, the exuberance of youth. Yeah. yeah, when we were touring, and you think the, the the one thing that I probably had more than you guys was the, the sort of the physical effort each night, mm. which you know, it's not like by by drumming every night you naturally kept in sort of reasonable sort of match fitness or yeah. whatever, and so when you came to rehearsal room, having not played for a while, you absolutely. Out on your ass yeah, after a, yeah, you know, well, I mean, remember, like, we'd go back to songs and we'd be like, right, we want to play this one next, and I'd be like, oh god, this one's really hard work, and they'd be like, can we play it again? I'd be like, please, no, <laughs> your arm is like tensing funny, up with lactic acid. How you be with your throat as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's, it's so. a muscle. Anything that's yeah. muscle, if you don't use that muscle, yeah, it... should have played slower, really. <laughs> no. um, so, when... we had a song called Rocky Armfuck, by the way. Well, that's yeah. What did that song become? Did it become know. anything? Not really, but, I don't think it, I think it yeah. lost its way, isn't it? But, <laughs> but that was named after you having tired arms from yeah. arms because it's a really yeah. hard one. Rocky Armfuck. <laughs> you looking for a band name? <laughs> I think it, it was in the word. band name World Yeah, Cup it once, did enter it? the Ren World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't get out of the groups. Tragedy. <laughs> Incredible what did get out of the group, frankly. <laughs> yep. Compt. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that might have been mine. Ingest. Ingest. Uh, yeah, We're doing in jokes now. No, no, so. Sorry, sorry. So Russia. It's not what I like to listen to. Mm. How would you 
How did you? How did you feel when the when the band stopped? We said it, but we broke. Oh we touched god. this earlier. Oh god, we're getting on the sad stuff. Yeah, yeah. How did you? Darkness. Did you? How did you feel? Did you have any um, overriding emotions? Can you remember what you felt? I mean, when we finally stopped, I think we all probably knew that that you know it's not like it suddenly stopped in the middle of something and everyone was just like, huh? "What?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a very natural conclusion. Um, uh, and I would be lying if I didn't say I was absolutely mortified. Like, you know, some of the absolute best days of our lives were spent doing silly things every day, and every now and then we do a gig with it. It was fun. Um, and to know that, that was done, and to also know that, you know, your best mates were going to be going off and doing other things, and you guys did a little thing you and Helen did a little thing afterwards mm. pretty quickly afterwards and I've never been so jealous in my entire life like you know I was like when, when you're going to do drums with that Jen <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll do it it was a weird um, time wasn't it? yeah because I just couldn't and I, it, I actually really struggled to go to the gig that you played mm. and I just stood at the back and it was horrendous mm. I absolutely hated it um, no offence it's yeah. probably very good <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah it was very much about myself then at that point you know and then of course you have the moments of what how am I going to do now but I think I touched on it earlier with you guys that um, I I kind of always promised Jana my long suffering wife that we would go and do um, a bit of travelling if the band stopped and if it didn't work out and so we kind of did that up sticks and did that and that probably meant that I didn't sort of focus yeah I wasn't like grieving or you know I was getting on and and then off the back of that I kind of got a job about travel and that kind of took up most of my time and my thoughts and my efforts and so I didn't really process the end of the band in terms of sort of sitting there doing nothing thinking Hmm. now what Um, because I sort of just got on with something I tried to do I thought about doing um, like session drumming for a little bit but soon realised that A, very few people are session drummers and it's absolutely who you know and they've been doing it for years and good luck with that yeah. <laughs> and B, I was definitely not good enough um, because once you get to that point you need to technically Be, deliver the drums yeah. as you are asked to deliver them yeah. and I knew that I would A, hate that <laughs> because I would want to be in the band yeah. Yeah. more than just bang those beats out and go home for me please Um, and also probably not be up to it to be honest so that wasn't really going to happen but you joined another band yeah you joined another band relatively soon after that that must have been like a closure for you like Um, like, get it out of your system well I did we did a little fun covers band thing with uh, a a mate of mine called Jimmy who I was working with and that was just a right laugh and it was just it was simply just to play the drums and not care yeah, and it was no fun. taking it seriously. Yeah, and we did a couple of gigs, and we were probably pretty rubbish, but we enjoyed ourselves. Um, and then I did play in a band for a little bit with another work colleague of mine. Um, and to be honest, that was I enjoyed it. I was I got frustrated because ultimately I hadn't got over being in our band, mm-hmm. and so you spent a lot of the time sort of yearning for that. Ultimately, mm-hmm. it was good fun. Um, and did you how, how did you find it like being like in someone else's band suddenly new culture new just rules gotta, I guess and new ways of doing things and I was coming into that band that was already a band yeah. so you're nervous about the sort of relationships that are already in there because mm-hmm. 
relationships within the band are almost more important than the music itself mm-hmm. really um, and you don't know when to pipe up or when to tell someone maybe that's good or mm. I didn't feel like I should or could say that I just got on with I'm just going to play the drums I'm not going to get involved in organising because or, you're like yeah, I don't, yeah. don't want to I just want to just hurt but it also wasn't my place to and there were other people doing that anyway yeah. who were keen and wanted to yeah. push did they still say stuff this is how this song goes play it like this was, there was did you get to that, be creative but there was also we wrote we wrote, wrote stuff oh, okay. and um, yeah and all of that was definitely my own my own stuff and, and yeah that was fun and we it, I don't necessarily feel it was going anywhere I think I was probably a bit over it and a bit bitter mm. about generally the music industry they were probably a bit more positive yeah. and probably thought there was more to come from the band where I was probably sitting here thinking this is as good as it gets <laughs> well, well yeah I've I've done this for a while and yeah. it doesn't matter what happens I'm going to I'm now going to think that this is not going to go anywhere because I've given everything literally everything I've got yeah. and that didn't go anywhere so um, but it was good fun and, and yeah and it, ultimately that sort of just split up because people just went off and did their own thing but and again actually probably all of the other things like bringing your drum kit in, setting it up, lugging your drum kit to the gig, hanging around for hours before a gig, all of the stuff that was the the things you had to do that you were willing to do when you loved it. Suddenly. I wasn't necessarily willing to do yeah. all of that just to play drums hmm. at, at the gig. And so I probably realised that I wasn't probably being as good as I could be for them either. So, Okay. Two, que- two questions. Uh, I had to do a wee while you're asking these two okay. questions. Sorry. Well, Stephen is going to go for a Stephen is leaving the room. Yourself. Getting his massive peanut. Uh, what? Nicolada. They'll, they'll know. They'll know it's not true. Two questions. Hit me. Off the back of that. Number one, do you have any regrets from your time with us musically? In fact, I'll, I'll wait oh, for the I'll, 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 Yeah, I'll answer that one. Then I'll. Um, I mean, it's kind I of get, a follow up. I get frustrated because I have been asked that numerous times, you know, and and sometimes it's even been implied that maybe there should be some, some regrets. <laughs> yeah, it's a loaded question. Yeah. Things or someone might yeah, have why didn't you do this? that we went the direction that maybe it yeah. wasn't the right decision to do or, yeah. or whatever. And I don't have any regrets of any of that because ultimately we went down a route that we just followed and we completely loved yeah. what we did and... We loved the songs that came out of it and we believed in them. Um, So there was no issue with that. I feel exactly the same as all of you guys in the sense that um, probably if someone was a bit more of a leader and said, no, 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 this is how this is going to be, then we probably would have potentially gone a bit further with certain songs. But we wouldn't have enjoyed it as much and it wouldn't have been what it was and, and... so there's no regrets in terms of the experience, but if you want to go ter- totally professional and yeah. start to think about how the band could have ended up doing something else, then yeah, maybe some of those sorts of decisions, and maybe I could have been maybe a little bit less headstrong at certain times. I think every one of the band at certain points would were headstrong about a thing they didn't want to do, which if there was a more of a dictatorship, it would have been accepted that you just go and do it. Yeah. But then that wouldn't have been the band that we then wanted the, yeah, to be. Yeah, the dynamic so, would have been totally different. Yeah, and then, exactly. Yeah, it wouldn't have been as fun. Regrets in terms of the 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 industry, yeah. Um, 
being too naive at certain times and believing it was all a done deal and it was all going to happen and and believing too much of what people tell you Mm -hmm. and that makes you a little bit bitter about things I'm over it now obviously (laughs) funny enough when I was doing my whatever my personal training thing we were doing secret training stuff with Slavka they were asking about grief and dealing with grief and I kind of spoke a little bit about that about mm-hmm. finishing the band and the idea of something being taken away from you that was your entire life and how you kind of cope and that's kind of like what it was I think for all of us like you said where you said you gave you, you gave you everything yeah. it's one thing that you kind of accuse yourself of like not trying our absolute fucking hardest most of the 96% of the time I'd yeah. say it was like if we all gave it 100%, 100% and I think we ultimately believe that if we kept doing that Something was happening for us. Something will happen eventually. You can't keep going. Well, people kept telling us that as well. Yeah, just keep working. Just keep working. You're on the cusp. But also, tapping a vein. What we might have felt was giving our all. Someone also might have looked and said they probably could have given a bit more there. And Mm. you know, that's the difference. That might have just been our level at what we Mm -hmm. were capable of. Um, But yeah, I mean, going back to the grief thing, like I said to you earlier, that having gone off and done travelling and got a job and all of that sort of stuff didn't deal with that at that point mm. but actually when lockdown came along and Covid came along and which is weird because that's like bloody, it's a bloody long, years later yeah a bloody long time um, yeah. has passed I suddenly have a lot of time on my hands and I'm walking the boy in the pram around the streets of North London listening to your podcast telling me where it all went wrong um, and in equal measure absolutely loving hearing about it and just looking back on some absolutely incredible times but at the same time it all brought it back and I really missed it for the first time in ages and and really struggled got quite upset about it and 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 quite like really that was the that was probably my moment of it eating me up a bit and Mm. like which the irony is is that when we've used this as a podcast to kind of almost like a therapy Doing this Absolutely. sort of talking about it, it's kind of like almost it's like therapeutic. A, yeah, catharsis. Like yeah. talking about it really helps, I think. Yeah. And it seems like we were all thinking the exact same thing, essentially. Yeah. Well, talking we're to just, everyone about it, it's yeah. like it's like, and that, that's sort of, I mean, we said this before as well. We said it's that one of the things, good or bad, about the pod, about the being the music and the relationship we had is that we all owned it, which is part of the reason why we all still talk about it. We mm. were able to talk about this podcast about it at mm. different times and hook up and stuff because we all had an ownership over this band and not, not one of us really kind of walked away and gone, meh, mm. don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, huge regrets that it's not gone on and done things that yeah. we wanted it to do because we all had dreams and we all dreamt about them a lot. But couldn't have been prouder. Yeah. Do, ha- um... How do you uh, feel about sorry, that? Sorry, I, I had a second, secondary question. Oh, Number one lasted oh, okay. quite a long yeah. time. How do you scratch the sort of musical itch now? Do do you? Interesting. Well, when we first stopped as a band, I went well off music. Mm. And to the point where I I didn't really like people telling me about bands. Yeah. I don't really don't care. Right. Yep. I wasn't interested. Yep, it's the same. Because I didn't want to hear that someone else was doing well. <laughs> <laughs> that someone else had got a good break and you know, that's ridiculous, isn't it? It's absolutely ridiculous. Yep. But oh, no, you, you got bitter about someone else mm-hmm. being on the radio or whatever. Um and ultimately I've not found uh 
a genre of music or a new sort of musical collective since that I have really got under and got into. But that's not my fault. That's because there isn't one that I haven't, you know, the music hasn't come along. Mm. It's been it's been a very long time since a really special band has actually existed, which is a real shame. And I think we're all waiting and would love to get mm. absolutely into something again. And maybe it will come along at some point. But, yeah, it was... I wasn't willing to give it my all to get into something that was mediocre, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So I didn't. And I still listen to the best of the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> and Coldplay on repeat. Okay. That's all you'll ever need. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What was your question going to be? Um, yeah, just to kind of, before we move on, um, how, did you, how did you feel about the album? Our album. Our album, not just any album. It's probably, if we were really, really honest, it's probably not the album we envisaged when we started out. Um, but I'm very proud of some of the songs that are on it, and that changes. I get into different songs, and I still listen to it, absolutely. I think it's easier for me to get into it and listen to it because I'm not listening to my voice or whatever. Um, and I love it. You know, I love you know. I'm as bad as Raf at playing our own music to myself. Um, and there's moments where you sit there and you you know how I got my devil back is still an absolutely stunning song. Um, whether you play it loud or you drop it down on a piano, it's an absolute belter. Um, the album itself. Chess is playing that at someone's wedding soon. Be nice to play it at someone's wedding. First dance. First dance. Got I, don't it know, I don't know how they're dancing to it. <laughs> they need the cannons, don't yeah. they? <laughs> need the cannons. Imagine yeah. you could do. Uh, do those party poppers every every cannon can confetti um always thinking of the stage show techniques um what was the question the album oh yeah the album so i feel like the stuff we recorded early with rick was our best stuff and i think we ended up not necessarily putting our best version of certain songs down um but that was just the way it went mm. and that's just the process we went through it was a victim of circumstance really yeah. wasn't it because we were recording the album knowing that it was like sort of the last that we just thing wanted we to gonna, get it we done we just wanted to get it done rather than mm. a big kind of yeah. Well, yeah. push well, it's difficult when you didn't have a record label at that point and it all mm. gone a bit pee tall yeah. 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 But just, there stick, still... just put it out and just let it yeah, yeah. just put it out yeah, so there do go and listen to it though yeah <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I gave it to a co uh, not a copy of a um, Mel um, who's been on the podcast before, mm -hmm. like a counsellor. Mm -hmm. She came in to see us, see me, and sat and told her to go and listen to it because I know she listens to this podcast. So, she, oh, you haven't heard a review yet? No, I haven't seen mm -hmm. her. No. I listened to the EP oh, recently. I know she likes music. She's a big music head, isn't she? Mm -hmm. And the EP stood so, up. Do you like Coldplay? <laughs> oh, really? Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't bother. Something amazing on that EP has stood the test of time and is I actually think that's probably better than the album some of the stuff on that mm. but um, still proud of it I didn't make the album uh, Rick said to us I don't know if you listened to the episode where our producer Rick said of course we, I did we were chasing he liked me not Raph yeah but, <laughs> but we, were we were chasing at that point and uh, he didn't really consider it either at the time but yeah, we were all desperate for the one by that point. We yeah. weren't letting the one organically happen because um, we'd probably tried everything we possibly could to make something organically happen. 
and ultimately if it's not gonna if it's not there it's not there is it and you just keep writing the music I want to move on that's right <laughs> That's right. It's a big uh, sigh. Yeah, because I think that it's. Does it make any sound? Yeah, a little bit. But I would say it's no, not really. No. It's just the way it is. It's, no, it's interesting hearing everyone's take on it and different points of view and different ways of looking at music. Not just being a drummer, but also like the band stuff. And mm. some people might not find it interesting. It's been going on for a bit. But I want to play our little game called Band for Life. Oh, sure. Jess, can you um, tell the good people what it means? Mm, of course, I would like to. We haven't played this for a while, have we? No. It feels, feels like we haven't. So, Band for Life, we get our guest, in this case, Nicholas Ebura, to pick two bands or artists, one of whom he could listen to for the rest of time and not get bored. The other, he would erase from existence their entire back catalogue. Not the people... Just to be clear, They're not mass murderers. No, just the music would be gone. The people, the families would still be fine. You'd have to find different jobs, probably, but that's that's a different podcast. Tell us the two artists, and then we'll see if we can guess which is which. I mean, I've been playing this game for since you started doing this podcast, thinking mm. of what my two have been, oh, and, yeah. all, and always knowing that you'd know anyway. <laughs> so what was, what's the point? What's yeah. the point, Steve? Um, trying to trick us. Well, I thought for a long time that I was, if, if I ever came on this, I would name two that would really annoy you. Mm. Um, I was going to say, I have to say these two, I was, I was going to say um, Granddaddy and, oh my God, I can't remember what they called. <laughs> I forgot what they called. You'll have to edit that bit out. Oh. I can't remember what they called. Um, he won't. <laughs> definitely won't. I was definitely going to annoy Jez because obviously we love Granddaddy, but there was something that I didn't really ever listen to. Oh, that I like. That you like. Oh, right. okay. That was going to hurt. So okay. I'm not doing that. Okay. So my two bands are um, Underworld Ooh. and the Arctic Monkeys. Ooh. Ooh. Well, I mean, we obviously have a. This is. It's more fun guessing when we don't know the person really well than their. Pavement. Oh, oh. Pavement. No, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know for a fact you love Underworld. Yeah. So there's no way you'd erase Underworld. Yeah. I didn't know that you. Disliked. Had a yeah. problem with the, those magnificent monkeys. Or those Arctic monkeys. <laughs> oh, he's done the He's done What is with those monkeys? <laughs> Sheffield, Steve. <laughs> he's doing the impression of. Oh, the... I'm fully aware. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> He's doing an impression of a lady who worked in a shop around the news agent around the corner from, and who he liked, Captain. Yep, Captain. And salute, salute the Captain. And she would always say, "Oh, those monkeys! What is wrong with those monkeys?" <laughs> yes, she would. I can, I can confirm that is an accurate impression. <laughs> Arctic monkeys. I assume you would erase. For why? Controversial as it would sound, and my brother will be like, "What is he talking about?" Yep. Um, they are the example of when I didn't give 
are monkeys. Lovely. Sorry about the pun. Um, Never apologise for a pun. Because that was a time that I just didn't care. And actually, I didn't really like them for doing for being there. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't get into it. I can't actually really love the music. I'm not a mad fan of him. Um, and it just happened at a time that, you know, it wasn't it my was scene. It wasn't my moment to get into someone mm. like that. And Supposed of course, to be for old. Maybe, maybe. But it, it, it was certainly something, because of course it was then everywhere, yeah. and you weren't necessarily wanting it to be everywhere. Um, so, yeah, I've never really ever got... I, I wouldn't I wouldn't miss them, I suppose, is the mm-hmm. whole point of this. Yep. Um, whereas Underworld, for me, are... The reason I picked that one was because it's not our normal sort of indie no. music that no. we, and I suppose they were the band or the musical moment that probably showed me there was more than just it's indie, than, yeah. and it's the best gig and experience I've ever seen. When I went to saw them at Glastonbury, they were it was like second headline main stage, sun going down. It was incredible, and it was just one of those moments where it's like, oh, there's other stuff out there. And you know, particularly, I got very close to that album with my band Kanigiwan in rugby, mm-hmm. who we were all really closely into that, and that became our sort of thing. So it was a big one for me in the in the big years. Yeah, that's the sweet spot that that age, yeah. isn't it? When you just... and when I say Underworld, everyone goes, "Oh yeah, Born Slippy," but it's not necessarily Born Slippy. Mm. It's it's the album. I don't Kukukish. know if I can name any other any other songs by them. I painted my bedroom the colour of the Underworld album. What's it called, the album? Bukoop Fish. Oh, Bukoop Fish. Yes. And because um, it's that like electric blue mm-hmm. with white. Um, but I couldn't be bothered to take some of the posters down, so I just painted around them. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, disappointing when moving out. Yeah, but actually, hassle that, doesn't it? That's the problem with painting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but yeah. You've really got to take everything out and take everything apart. Underworld. For me, I, I think this is probably it's very relevant for the drumming. It's about the vibe and the mood of the music and the atmosphere, and it's all about the build and the drop down and the go big and the mm. go nuts moments, which is what we've obviously mm-hmm. all loved, and that's why I probably was passionate about that sort of bit within our band. So, but sorry, monkeys. Strong answers. And sorry, Pavement, to be honest, because I forgot who the hell they were. <laughs> Is, is I do like pavement. No one's ever binned them off before. I don't, I don't think so. I but I think, think like since Alex Turner became a sort of cocky, cocky Elvis. It's not helped, has it? That hasn't helped. Yeah, I, I can appreciate a few of the tracks, but yeah, I, I don't think I'd miss them if they didn't exist. Yeah. Right, are you going to okay, yeah, to finish off? Yeah. So, so we we've asked Nick, our guest, to choose a song for this feature. Do the jingle. Oh, that lyric sound weird when you read them out. <laughs> well, it's even better live. Yeah, isn't it? it really is. It's Before you read that out, let me, just, let me just say, mm. you two should be incredibly proud of what you do. And Best Days Vintage is an absolutely incredible thing. And honestly, you've worked your socks off and you should be absolutely proud of it. And it's not necessarily about making the, the big bucks on week one. Yeah. But mm. you've Best got a really amazing thing here. Co.uk. <laughs> yeah, Co.uk. 40... 
Oh, Lane. Oh, Lane, Colchester. That's it. Oh. Um, but we've been Thanks, here mate. from the beginning and watched you mm-hmm. do this. And you came here to the opening thing, right? Yeah, and it was like, wow, they're really going for it. And, you know, anything could have happened. Mm-hmm. And look, it's amazing. It's twice the size and, yeah, you should be incredibly proud of yourself. So, I'm not being patronising, <laughs> but you should bloody pat yourselves on the back sometimes. No, it's cool, right? It's like you had to keep something going. And with the counselling side of life as well and the helping thing and the kind of community you built and the kind of making the effort to talk to people and we've done some serious good shit in this shop I know yeah. we have because we get feedback from people saying thank you yeah you're a great man Jez <laughs> <laughs> he's gone off he's gone off piece yeah. there oh, God. so it's hard to you know you don't, you don't really talk about it enough really you don't really big your own trumpet up but it's not really our nature to do that is it but I think, I think people do appreciate us. And that's, that's thing, always nice. One thing the band has taught us... If is I'm not, wives would appreciate us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One thing the band has taught us is that when it is going well and when you're having a good gig, you've got to make sure you have a moment to realise it. it yeah. and pack there'll be a shit on one just around the corner. There'll be a rubbish one as well. <laughs> yeah. So you never, know, you, remember you never know you're peaking until you're troughing. Yeah, exactly. Mm. When we lose tomorrow. Oh god! Don't, don't even. Okay, so what song? So again, just what song have we? So chosen, Nick, have I chosen? He's for chosen Snap's all-time classic. Rhythm is a dancer. Mm-hmm. Okay, he did suggest uh, Snow's Informer, but we'd still be podcasting <laughs> tomorrow. So <clears throat> this is this is good stuff. It's good stuff. Good. Rhythm is a dancer. It's a soul's companion. You can feel it everywhere. Mm. Lift your hands and voices. Free your mind and join us. You can feel it in the air. That's nice, actually. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> oh it's fine. a passion. Ooh. Oh, oh. You can feel it in the air. Oh, oh. It's a passion. Mm. Oh, 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 oh. oh. <laughs> then it repeats that bit. Let the rhythm ride you. Oh. Guide you, sneak inside you, <laughs> set your mind to, move to its pulsation, bass vibrations, synth sensation. Pause is not a place in mind and body, must be free to. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Like Yoda has written these books. <laughs> Please take it all in, nothing to lose, everything to win. Let it control you, hold you, mould you Ooh. back to order. New touch. This is Churchillian, yeah. isn't it? It taste. Oh. It free your soul and let it face you. Got to be what you wanna. If the groove don't get you, the rifle's gonna. Oh shit. Yeah. I'm serious as cancer when I say rhythm is a dancer. Mic drop. It's actually quite good those lyrics to be fair. Even reading them like that, normally they take piss, but they're actually quite inspirational. Well, I went tongue in cheek. Did you? <laughs> well, he's great. I like it. I love that song. Yeah, it's, it's, one a, our, it's a banger. One of our classics for yeah. a good old dance. Yeah. But actually, when I read them, I thought they're really good. Yeah. They're actually quite special. And Put that to a house beat. Oh, yeah. but they're quite. Insp- they are genuinely quite inspirational. I think. Well, I imagine Harry Kane will be saying it. <laughs> and that is how <laughs> you write before... them on. <laughs> oh, Just before they go out. I'm not entirely sure Harry Kane's got that in there. No, I don't. house. We well, has to get Sheeran to do his motivating for Shearer. him. Sheeran. Oh. He got Sheeran in. To the into the camp. Oh wonder they won. <laughs> exactly. Everything he does t- yeah. turns to gold. Didn't he? Inspirational yeah. ginger turns antics. Yeah. <laughs> and on that bombshell, I'd like to thank you, Jeremy Peter Dixon. 
Thank you. You, Nicholas Evero. Evo. Pleasure. And and you, Stephen Robert Hurdle, yeah. BA Honours. I'd like you to thank me, Jez. I think I should thank him. No, thank me. I'll thank him. <laughs> That's the Fair Rock Slide Club podcast. Podcast talks about music, mental health and fashion and the World Cup. Ooh, goodbye. Not even the World Cup, it's the Euros. <laughs> Bye. Whatever.